Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about a Horizon MMO, The Last of Us factions being free to play, and of course that gorgeous God of War Ragnarok Platinum. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Blessing. And of course, you can get PSI Love You XOXO on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny. Over on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny, you can watch us record the show live just like Keegan is, Madeline is, and the Lou are. Of course, you could also get it ad-free, and you could get 38 episodes a month of beautiful bonus exclusive content all on Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny. If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can support us for free on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. If you're using one of them PCs they're using on the Epic, you put it in there. But if you're playing Fortnite, you're playing Rumbleverse, you're playing anything on your PlayStation that uses the Epic Store, please pop in KINDAFUNNY. It helps us out and doesn't cost you anything else. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show on YouTube.com slash KINDAFUNNYGAMES and podcast services around the globe each and every friday morning thank you to our patreon producers morgan lorraine fargo brady christopher rodriguez the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan tall tree 81 joseph a carlson one up pest control carrie palmer elliot brian cheney trevor starkey super daddy kyle undertopian david mindtel the my free uh, Eric Velasquez, uh, Scotty Wyatt, or no, just Scott, no, Scotty Wyatt, uh, Alex Gretel, uh, Al Tribesman, Predator. Uh, <laughs> well, he's the Predator, he's not a Predator. Uh, J- Jason L., James Davis, aka at James Davis Makes, Mick at Dananobiologist, Dananobiologist, uh, Abramson, uh, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Gregg, and Donald Eccles. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. You have to tell me, did I hit, did I knock? Eric Velasquez out of the park. I feel like I, oh, yeah. I got there on that one, and it's one that I know Andy corrected Tim on, and then I've seen people on the subreddit be like, "They're all Tim's alternating, getting it right, getting it wrong. I, I want to be sure we're getting it right. It's a lot there. to read the names back to back. Oh, 100%. You know? No, no, I'm not, this I isn't usually, that, I'm not throwing shade at Tim at all. I want to yeah. make sure that I, I, I got there and I got in my own head about it, which is the worst way to do it. Velasquez, I'm not Velasquez, the Eric Velasquez. I assume Vela- when I see that name, I say Velasquez. And you would have corrected me if I got it wrong. I would have let it slide. It's a lot of names. I can correct you for every single one of these names. You I know? understand. Yeah, as long Alex, as we nail the mind frame. Derek, Derek Gareg is the other one that, that gets well, me Alex, every time. Alex Greedle is the one that gets me. Where every yeah. single time I say it, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm messing that up. But I don't see Alex Greedle in my DMs just being like, yo, do it this way, not that way. And so yeah. I just keep rolling with it. Hoping yeah. nobody but also, maybe these are your kids DMs are too open? polite. My DMs are, uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know Today that we were doing. to you by Factor, MeUndies, and Shady Rays. But let's start with a PSN message 
from you. That's right, of course, ladies and gentlemen. You can write in at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y for free to ask us questions about anything going on in the PlayStation world, but also give us the percolating thought starters that we call the PSN message. Jay Maz writes in this week and says, what character feels the best to control for you personally? Now, bless, when mm. I saw this in the mailbag, I was like, what, is this, was he asking this from like, I, I, then, then he goes in to describe more of it. Okay. Cause I was like, is he referencing a specific game? Cause obviously we had so many different questions in there jammed up. It was all got a worse stuff for a long time. And then this one was there. I was like, what is he talking? Is this about what game is? He oh, and then it goes mm -hmm. in like this. I recently realized the type of characters I personally love controlling in games. Quick, agile characters with, with less button mashy inputs that also allow for aggressive play styles. Characters like the Hunter from Bloodborne, the Tarnished from Elden Ring, Spider-Man, Aloy. I assume this is Aloy. You're not even looking at it. He says Al-Yo. I assume that's Aloy. There's a mistypo, but I do like Al-Yo mm. is Aloy's like... Shadow Realm uh, counterpart to come find him. No, I, I want to Google and see if there's any Aloys out and there. And Sifu. Because, like, is Aloy that great to control? I, no. I, I like controlling Aloy, but I don't. she doesn't pop into mind. Are like, a few of my characters. favorites. The one character that always comes to mind in regards of the feel of controlling them is Celine from Returnal. Everything about mm. the dash, movement, shooting, and haptics just lend to an amazing feeling. Who do you love controlling? That's a great question. Barrett complimented it before the show as well. And I have to agree, J Maz. Good job. Yeah. That's a great question. Slash P S I L Y. We are, are we, are we, are we sponsored by the fog today? I feel like we're using <laughs> it a lot. I feel like the fog's coming into play quite more than usual. This is the thing that comes to mind a lot uh, for me with video games because I do love a game that lets you really take control in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of being agile and like, doing the exact thing you want when you want to do it, right? Sure. And for me, the, sure. the game that immediately comes to mind when you ask me what character feels the best to control is Spider-Man. I love navigating New York City. I love the web. I think the web swing, and I think this is, this was evident for everybody upon your first time picking up Spider-Man 2018. As soon as you press, as soon as you hold R2, right, and get that web swing going, it is, oh, this feels exactly right. This yeah. feels exactly right. It feels the way. natural. This is what it, it should be. It feels be, natural. Yeah. It, like, you get into the acrobatics of it, and you're like, wow, I, this game really makes me feel like Spider-Man. Uh, and I know it's like a joke to throw around there in terms of how people talk about games, but that game does let you really 100%. feel like Spider-Man. Um, the wall running feels great in that yeah. game. I think that, for me, is for sure uh, a game that sticks out to me. And then uh, for a recent example, I really liked controlling Sonic in Sonic Frontiers. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's partly that's uh, partly with the the design design of the world, right? Like, we make fun of the rails being thrown everywhere. But being able to, at, at any moment's notice, go, all right, there's a rail or no, there's a boost pad or there's this thing that I can go to that will then help me pick up my speed and then send me down this path of going down these different obstacles. I think that's a very satisfying way to play. And it's a very satisfying game to control. Is there a game that comes to mind for you? Yeah, you know. What's interesting about me, of course, is that you know, I got into video games because of licensed IP, and I feel like now is the, the time of licensed IP, so I'm right at home with everything, right? Spider-Man, I thought of, but moved away from, not because I don't love being in New York, not because I don't like being Spider-Man, not anything like that, but I think when I think of, like, man, this just feels so good to be this character, I think of Batman, and I think of the Arkham games, mm -hmm. and I know that, like, over the years, and especially as we came off Gotham Knights, there was some, you know, more smack talk on how Arkham controlled than there was when it was actually happening, but I still feel that free-flow combat style of Batman in those giants, you're surrounded, everybody's coming to fight you brawls, 
made me like to your point feel like batman i did feel like a badass i didn't f- i felt like i was learning i understood i'm reversing i'm doing it i remember actually doing you know new game pluses and playing on the hardest give- difficulty with nothing above the crook's heads right to show you you're about to get attacked that always felt good to me in the same breath I would throw out Infamous. I would throw out Cole. Like, I know, obviously, for the original, the big joke was, of course, that he couldn't climb chain link fences. He can climb everything else in Empire City but chain link fences. But still, jumping on top of, you know, uh, like in uh, two especially, or no, in one for the power lines, jumping on power lines and power skating across those, you know, leveling yourself up to where you could do the levitation off of things and come down. And then also the way you bounce between your electricity powers and zap things. Like, I always thought Cole felt really good. And mm-hmm. it's definitely a felt good at the time when i'm playing this on playstation 3 right you know before you had spider-man batman all these other uh, superhero games that really did come out and feel completely different now but it is still that thing that that was a joy to play and even when we just touched it on stream last year for a bit i thought it still felt good to be cold even if the environment definitely sm- felt smaller and all these different things it was still fun to do that but that's what i kind of expect from sucker punch because i would go as far to say cole felt great and infamous one and two like it or not like it or it was a fine game uh second son right delson Rowe felt really fun to control i thought in that one and then you can get to jin sakai obviously and ghost of tsushima who i also th- thought felt that's another awesome. one that i was thinking about just now where like yeah that's a game where it feels great to even call your horse i feel like horses are such a tricky thing in video games like usually any video game with a horse i feel like is a contender for game of the year right like like any game that is a game of the year contender got a horse in it the last was part two uh but i think the, uh, in navigation, oftentimes horses can feel a bit uh, cum- uh, cumbersome. And Ghost of Shima said, "Fuck it, we're a video game." And so, like, if you're running and you—I forget what button it was. I think it might have been a touchpad swipe or a D-pad thing. Once you call your horse, boom! Immediately ru- running alongside you, you hop on it and yeah. it's smooth, right? You don't even, you don't even break any sort of animation. And see, I think this is for me to answer the question in a more general way for JMoz, right? For me, it is that smooth. It is that hmm. natural. It is like it's flow. The f- actions are flowing into each other. It's not, and not to just bag on a different Batman game, but Gotham Knights, where you know to start that game and be playing that game and be Batgirl and be like doing this weird one-armed web sling thing, trying to get up off the ground and feels. It felt herky jerky, right? It felt like I was. You'd get going and stop, and there'd be like this whiplash to what you were doing. Hmm. And to an extent, like I feel like. I'd also turn in it, you know, don't get me wrong, we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok here on launch week and how much we adore that game and how we think it's a masterpiece. But it is that thing that Kratos is a heavy character. Like, and I, and I think that that's what the story they want to tell and that's the character they want to portray. So when I am Kratos, right, in that game or even in 2018, boom, you feel like a linebacker. You feel like this big character. And sure, he runs. And yes, in God of War Ragnarok, right, we're using the blades to scale up to different things and move. But it doesn't feel fluid to me. It does feel like he's making a full stop sometimes, losing his momentum and then going up and doing it, which, again, I think is by design because they want you to feel like this heavy god of war yeah i want to point out too that like quite a few of the games that we mentioned here are superhero games and that might be honestly when you were talking about the key to making a great superhero game movement and like how what that controller feel is might be one of the big key factors because you mentioned spider-man we mentioned infamous we mentioned batman right and if you want to i think nail being a superhero you got to nail the feeling of moving through the world but then also like combat that makes you feel overpowered without actually being overpowered in in the world yeah i think that's one thing to shout out that's why uh, people love uh, superman 64 right greg Exactly. The rings. Definitely the rings. Uh, Two I want to shout out because, you know, I I feel like this developer gets a lot of crap for how their games feel. But Nathan Drake from Uncharted 4 and then Ellie uh, in Last of Us Part 2. 
I, I always I like being Nathan Drake, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily like being Nathan Drake because of how it is to climb or whatever, blah blah blah. I like being Nathan Drake, but I would also I would contend that yeah, Last of Us Part Two's combat and traversal and everything else felt fluid. It felt natural, and it felt like it all ran together of like. You know, being yeah. Ellie and being stealthy, I hope they bring that to factions. I think for Uncharted 4, the reason why it sticks out to me, maybe not because he feels great, but I feel like in Uncharted 4, they knew how to design for his gameplay feel. And then adding the the hook shot thing where you can swing sure. around and stuff and like go into a punch, go into God, I love uh, a good hook shot. Yeah, it's so good. Speaking of which, Doom, like a shout out to Doom for the way that game controls. Sure. Doom Eternal, even with another the, game where it all flows into each other. Yeah, what another you're game to do. that flows. Another game, I think for me, uh, along with the fluidity that you're talking about is also like what actions are allowed and like, like what are the gears that are turning in your head in your mind in terms of the like where you want to go with your actions because doom comes into mind for that games like solar ash and the pathless come to mind for yeah. that i want to shout out Sekiro because that's another one that i think sure. has excellent movement even just like running through the world in Sekiro feels great let alone like hopping from a, a a cliff onto an enemy and like how all that kind of flows together i think that stuff feels great but then going back to the action side of it tony hawk and how like mm. Oh yeah, I see a rail, I see a ramp, I see like a thing that I want to do, and then immediately going there and pulling it off and allowing your different actions to string together in a way that feels satisfying, in a way that feels your own. Uh, I think that's the thing that really that that really adds to the movement thing, uh, to the feel thing of it. And like this is a non PlayStation game that I'm about to shout out, but. Like, <laughs> Boo. Mario Odyssey for me is one of the best controlling games I've sure. ever played. In that same way of you know seeing a um, a platform that I want to get to. Throwing Cappy, uh, hop, like pressing A to jump, then diving toward Cappy, bouncing off of Cappy, then doing another dive. Like those types of uh, movements and those types of actions are for me like, oh man, I can do this all day. I think that's why I gravitate toward, towards skating games and like, you know, superhero games and games that allow that kind of thing. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Frontiers is out, to, out right now. Three out of five. Three out of five. That you love like a five great out, three out of five. Out of five. <laughs> a great three out of five. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Uh, first off, by the way, Janet uh, offed it this week. If you didn't know, we didn't say anything, but we assume you know. Janet Garcia usually here. Instead, I believe she is in Michigan. Is that right? I don't know. I oh, I don't know. No, no, she's in. No, she's in Buffalo. She's in Buffalo. She's in Buffalo. There's a wedding going on. I know, not hers. He's gonna tell all, all the secrets. What else? What I mean, else? She's posting about all this on Instagram. Oh, is she okay? I, didn't know. I mean, I saw her at Duff's wings. But did you <laughs> triple check that the, she wasn't just sending that to her friend circle? You know, that's true. That's yeah, true. I, I'm that's positive. True. All right. Let me show me all. We're just getting in your I head. I thought Jana told me all head. this in confidence. You know what? I, what? Is it, why would she be hiding that she's going to a wedding? You know what I mean? What's maybe, the big deal? Maybe they're eloping. Well, I mean, <laughs> that would still a, be a surprise to me. Nothing would have changed. Nothing. You know what I mean? Secret wedding. You know. Let's see. We got public Jana Garcia story. Yeah, she's got a bacon, egg, and cheese, buffalo waterfront, just pizza and wing. Now, I appreciate this, all right? Mm -hmm. Hold on. She has this one up here that says, just pizza and wing co. And it is the photo Ooh, of the pizza. Detroit style. Is it? No, it's just, it's just a slice of pizza. Oh, never mind, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> from, my, from this angle, it looked like it was Detroit. Sure it did, sure it did. <laughs> but what happens is, I want you to know, when she was at another pizza place, she put up the menu, and I said, please send pics. Mm -hmm. To which she responded, oh, no, I ate it already. Won't make this mistake again. And she didn't. Wow. So there you go. Janet, I'm not going to message you, but I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you for putting up the photo of the pizza there. Huh? That blessing miscontributed as Detroit saw. I digress, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for topic of the show. And what we're talking about is, is the God of War Ragnarok Platinum worth it? As you all know, my name is Greg Miller, and I'm a trophy whore. 
and I love getting platinums, and I will usually buy them sometimes. Not usually. I got. I, I was on the ZJ the Ball train. Janet and Blessing guilted me into not doing them anymore. I deleted all my ZJs the Balls. Then infamously, I did fall off the wagon recently God due all the platy birds. You understand? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's just good jump food. Why, how, how are you going to look at me and say you understand? <laughs> well, first off, did you like Flappy Bird? And don't I, fucking lie. I like Flappy Bird. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. So now, now you're telling me there's a Flappy Bird clone on PlayStation that I can buy seven or eight times, 19 times, and get a platinum trophy real easy? Well, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. I feel like you're taking us to A to B to C in ways that don't connect it to each other. It doesn't matter. What you need to know, of course, is that I uh, adored getting the uh, God of War 2018 Platinum Trophy. And one of the things we didn't talk about too much in our uh, review and FAQ were the trophies for uh, God of War Ragnarok. And everybody calm down. Calm down. We will not be spoiling anything from God of War Ragnarok. We will not be going into this. I... I will vague it up in terms of there being collectibles and some of these trophies that I'm working on right now. Even if I said what those collectibles were, I don't think they're spoilers, but I won't get into it because everybody's definition of a spoiler is a bit different. But I thought we would check in and actually talk about this blessing Mm -hmm. because you agree God of War Ragnarok, a five out of five game. Yeah. You and I have adored our time with it. You have stopped. You, You beat the story. Mm-hmm. Then you moved right on to Sonic, of course, because you had to go over there and play and review Sonic. Yes. And then I'm right now. I, I beat the story and just got to continue because my next review code is imminent. It should be here today. And mm-hmm. then I'll have to stop playing God of War for a while. What is your plan? I know you are not a trophy person. We've talked about this many a times on this show. Your platinums are few and far between when they're not hidden from me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go back to God of War, Ragnarok, to trophy hunt, to side quest? What is your post-credit plan? Uh, I don't think i'm gonna go back anytime soon i'm definitely i definitely have zero plans of platinuming it sure uh i don't have any plans of completion i don't really have any plans of collectathon stuff i think the one thing that might bring me back to god of War ragnarok is to clear out story related side quest stuff because from talking to different folks talking to janet seeing janet tweeting it's uh talking to you and plenty of people that have, ple- that have beaten the game now it seems like there's still pretty good story content out there dude even past the mainline story i am like I told you and Barrett in coded message, and I'll tell everybody here in coded message too. Of just like I was off just doing a side quest today because it's I'm doing the platinum run right, so I'm going through and doing all the things and collecting all the stuff. And I was like, okay, this side quest is there, so I'm gonna do it. I go and do it, and there's very much a thing of like, oh, okay. And then you get to the end, and I was like, wow, this is in a good way. Mm-hmm. What I think, and this I'm gonna spoil Spider-Man DLC, right? Spider-Man's DLC, where all of a sudden Yuri, who was your friend in the cop in the first in the main game, in the end of the DLC, right, kind of turns her back on being a cop and like goes bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're all like, that's a weird character turn or whatever. Here, it's one of those similar things where I think when you pick up Spider-Man Two, a lot of people are gonna be like, "Where's Yuri?" You're like, "Oh, you didn't play the DLC." Let me explain. This is one of like, oh man, one of the character threads you would have thought was closed. They open and reclose here in a way or leave open again, I guess like it, Interesting. the fate of somebody that I thought I knew dead to rights was like, Oh no, this is something different now. Okay, cool. And it's well done in a way that isn't like super. It isn't weird. And out of left field, like Yuri, I would say, and I know nobody cares, but me, it isn't weird. Like in Marvel's Avengers, when they introduced Loki through him being Thor's duplicate, but Thor didn't know about it, and then it was so a very what, weird wait, way. Of game. What? <laughs> wait, Marvel's Avengers, the video game? Yeah, Loki is a clone of Thor. Well, no, no, no. So, like in Marvel's Avengers, mm-hmm. 
the hit game yeah. from Crystal Dynamics available now, probably in the bargain bin everywhere else, right? Uh, there's a there's a mission after the, or maybe it's just a side mission, but it doesn't matter. And it basically, or it's like Thor's iconic quest. And basically, what's happened because everybody has like an icon iconic quest to get some armor or whatever. Mm. Uh, and in it, there's somebody impersonating Thor, and Thor's like, "What are you talking about?" Blah blah blah. blah. And it's like they keep, um, you know, it's always one step uh, in front of them kind of thing. Mm. And then it, eventually, they confront the th- guy and he gets away. But it was Loki. But like Thor doesn't realize this in the moment, which would be if I had a if I had a mischievous god brother who's like <laughs> known for mischief and can shape shift, I'd be like, "There's another Thor!" Oh, fucking Loki! You know what mm-hmm. I mean? God, yeah. there's another Greg running around. Ah, oh, fucking Loki! But he didn't get it. So it's a weird one of like we know Thor and Loki so well from the MCU and comic books that you'd be like, "How did you not know this? How is this your first inter-? You know, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they've never come back to it, of course, because that game's. It's Marvel's, it's Marvel's it's, it's doing its thing but over like, there. We'll see whatever happens. Bucky Barnes is the coming way you're talking about this is is bringing me to uh, in God of War Ragnarok. There's story stuff that's mentioned in like mainline stuff that is like, hey, yeah, and this Kratos and Atreus being like, hey, yeah, like we did this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. That was stuff that was like side stuff in the original game, side stuff that I didn't finish. <laughs> I was ex- I was talking to yeah, n- uh, of course, no spoilers, everybody. Don't worry. I was talking on our stream yesterday about this where. Early on, in the first two hours, because that's all we streamed yesterday, uh, you're confronted by somebody and they bring up like something that I did to Platinum God of War 2018. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't Platinum, you didn't do. And so the chat was like, wait, is, is this reading your trophies? Is this that's kind of like, no, what me and Barrett had come down in our headcanon was that it, whether you just rolled credits on God of War 2018, whether you got halfway through and put it down or whether you Platinumed it. Kratos and Atreus, their canonical stories, they did everything in that game. They did everything in that game. So they're going to reference that, which I think is super cool. Yeah. And I think that's the way you should do it, right? Yeah. I think that led to cool moments in God of War Ragnarok. But yeah, like for that reason, I would like to go back and do the story stuff that's in the side stuff. I'm either going to do that or I'll just end up listening to people talk about it in spoiler cast on podcast. Like it's going to be either or. But yeah, as of now, I don't really have big plans to to go back and clear out all of God of War Ragnarok. And that's not on God of War Ragnarok. That is more on me of like, I'm just not a completionist kind of gamer. It's it's also, you know, this is always the conversation of how much time you have and what's going on in your life at that moment. For sure. Right. Where it's, I have every intention as we're talking about the God of War Platinum to do it right now. If you want a platinum check right now for Greg, of course, you can always keep up with me at psnprofiles.com slash gameovergreggy. But right now, I'm 21 of 36 trophies done, which, as you know, doesn't sound like a lot necessarily because there's still a lot to do. But keep in mind that a lot of these are like collect uh, eight blank, you know, do 12 of the blank of the blank, 12 of these. And so like on the eight one, I think I'm at like number seven at the 12 one. I'm like number 10. So it's like, a lot of the work has been put in on all of these where it's just that, where I need to go collect the final things and it'll pop and it'll be done or whatever. So that said, it's hit me at a great spot in my life right now where it's like, cool, I'm all set to do is where I can work on this until the next, the next trophy runs around. Right. Get off that bear. It's revealing stuff at the top. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, Sorry. I don't think it said anything that important there, but you're free. Rewind. And if so, don't look at the top of the thing. Uh, Anyways, though, right now I'm doing that, but then the new review code comes tomorrow. And so when do I get back to God of War's platinum thing? The thing is, I definitely think I will. And I think I will even more than I think I'll get back to Horizon. Because if you remember, Horizon hit at such a bad time of like, here it is. Huge game. We had to mainline that, golden path that, and then step away for like four more reviews in a row. And I haven't 
even in a few times where there's like a week of downtime, I haven't made the time to go back to actually Platinum Horizon Zero, uh, Forbidden West. Like mm. I did with Zero Dawn, which I want to go do and I want to have, I want to get back to it. But it's like, I don't feel that one scratching at me the way I feel Ragnarok because, uh, and I asked you, of course, uh, on, you can always write in, of course, as you know, kind of funny.com slash P S I L Y to be part of the show. I just tweeted it out today to ask what's going on. Are you going to platinum it? What's your thing going on? I put up a poll, which I thought was interesting. I said, are you going to platinum God of War Ragnarok? 61.9% of respondents said, yes, they were going to do this. Hmm. Uh, 38.1 said no. However, when I wanted people to, you know, go a little bit into more depth about why or why not, what's going on, what's going to do this, Cody Peters wrote in and said, as to why I'm chasing the platinum, everything trophy-wise so far leads to upgrades or fantastic side story beats that flush out the characters even more. And then he says one that's here with an IE that I won't read out aloud anyways, but... Yes, that is my thing about this, where I loved 2018's trophy list as well, right? I had a great time with it. I remember having fun with it. I remember the Ravens being difficult, and this is obviously before when we were reviewing it before we had guides and stuff like that. But even also, I remember the fact of playing through that game and not having looked at the trophy list, and then when I finally discovered Ravens being like, oh, have these been here the whole time? They were that well hidden. I think... Ragnarok does a great job of putting them out more in front. I feel like I'm, it's like 45, maybe something like 48. that. 48, 48. And I feel like even in like in a, a story playthrough, um, I feel like I got like 35 or something. And that's what actually. I'm saying. Like right now, like without looking at anything, I'm like 39 in, which I'm like, damn, I feel, I feel great about that, which I think is another note. They probably took from the last one of like, make it a bit easier, but easy, is one way to put it. Another would be, I would say, is just discoverable. Make them discoverable. In the same way, Cody points out the upgrades and the fantastic side story beats. Again, today playing out there, I was like, oh, a side mission. I went into it and I engaged with it, and that naturally led me to an awesome side mission and ending that, I, that where I keep hinting around to you all what I, I said and what was happening. But more importantly, I did run into collectibles. I did run into a chest. I did get another one of the mead horns to, you know, upgrade my health or whatever. Like I didn't go there looking for those things. I went there for the quest and the amazing part of it. And I was able to find that. And then this edition stuff, like they have done, I think an even better job than 2018 at weaving it all together mm-hmm. where the nat, I, you know, I'm going off into these somewhat open environments. Come here, Mikey. Thank you. How you doing? How's the X cast? Yeah. Mike, ladies and gentlemen, so Mike, Mike from the X cast. Hey everybody. Thanks for having me on. You want to talk about trophies? Watch that. Let's play me and Mike did where I'm playing on his profile. Suddenly I'm popping trophies. You should have gotten oh. so easily, but I mean like, you know, beat the first, the first thing, the first story thing. This kid didn't have it for some reason. Nobody can explain Wait, hold it. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, so, hold on. Yeah, we, is we, he lying? Is he? The, Mike hasn't played God of War Ragnarok, is what I'm hearing. Account was offline. Say the mic. Say in the mic. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. He Here's says as he stops back really in. Really quick. Roger Picorni had the audacity to look at me and go. I had the question, did Mike even play God of War after I gave him a 30-minute spiel of what happened beat for beat on but the you're first such two a hours of the game? You know? And then he, yeah. Goes, yeah. then he goes, did Mike even play the game? How would I know beat for beat, Bless? What happened in the game? Maybe you listen to me talk about the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you do. You guys are Okay, and also to pull out a quote that he once said to Roger, Roger, I love lying to you. Okay? He did say so that. He did say that. He did say that. We were all there for that. We remember that. No, he did have a save file, so it was there. Okay. I think it was the fa- just the fact that he's been playing offline at home that didn't have Can it. Can you but. tell me about the Ravens? Because, like, okay, so. Sure, what about them? To, to, They're I birds. Guess, 
Odin's oh, eyes. I, I, I know what the Ravens are, and I know about Odin's eyes. He's always watching. Um, but I when it comes to like... part of why I don't really care to com- uh, complete games like this, right? One hundred percent. It comes down to a lot of stuff that feels like busy work. Because when I look sure. at when I look at the Ravens, I'm like. Do I want to scour all the realms to look sure. at every single corner of this game so I can find these ravens so I can take them out just to say 100% of this thing? Are they – is there a rhyme or reason? So here's what I'd like to counter with and have this conversation. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad mm-hmm. you're a part of it. I would agree with you that in 2018, I do feel like it felt like busy work. because it not, it not busy work, but it needed to be a power picks guide where I'm sitting there going, like, all right, I'm short one in Vanaheim or whatever, right? Like – where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Have I done this one? Have I done that? Blah, blah, blah. I think they did a great job on the mini map, of course, when you're in the different zones, showing you how many of anything you have left to do. They, and that continues in Ragnarok. But what I would say I'm enjoying so much about Ragnarok is that, you know, the question earlier was characters you love to control, right? That feel good moment to moment. And I do think Kratos feels good. What I think Sony Santa Monica and God of War, these last two have done, and this one in particular, is make give you this toolbox of things to do when you play and make all of them fun. But this one does such a better job of, and stick with me, taking the Disneyland, Disney World approach. And I don't know how much you ever watched like Imagineers or any of that stuff on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, right? But they talk about the way the park is like a, a bicycle wheel. Like it's got spokes on it, right? Where anywhere you are, you can see the castle in the middle. Yeah. And then you got paths to it and you're doing all the cool stuff on the side, right? What this game, Ragnarok, I think does so well is you walk into a new environment and it can be one of the big open ones. It can be a smaller one. And it immediately starts showing you there's a chest over there. There's a thing over there. There's the weird, gross, like, things you got to throw your axe through to get them mm-hmm. to break down. And, like, there's all these different things it has set up that you walk in. And I, I literally go in and I'm like, ah, it's like an amusement park. And, like, what do I want to do and how do I want to tackle it? And I would put into Ragnarok the Ravens. Where in 2018, it was, I was deep into that game before I think I organically found a Raven. And this is, you know, four years ago. So like my head might be a little bit rusty on all that stuff. But I felt like lots of the Ravens were like, oh, do this thing. Turn upside down. Crank the camera. There's one. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't, I don't feel like Ragnarok's like that. Ragnarok is, if you walk in and have the spoked amusement park look of it, I think you see them floating around. And then it becomes the cool so I've got to get up there, and then I think I have the clear shot to it. And then I get up there, and, you know, it's either Beholder or what's fun in a video game. But I like these micro-challenges, and I, mm-hmm. to me, I would even call them micro-puzzles, even though they're not the traditional puzzle of, like, you know, doing Sudoku or whatever. But you get up there, right, and it is the bird flying around, and it is like, I'm going to charge the axe. I threw it. Okay, I need to go up. I need to go down. I need to, you know, I like that idea of, like, all right, how do I figure out how they want me to get this bird and knock them down? And so I like that. That doesn't feel like busy work to me. And again, with the number I've knocked out this time around, mm-hmm. I really do feel that inevitably when I get to, all right, cool, I've got two left. And because of the map being so good and telling me things, I know that it's in Muselheim and I know one's in Midgard. Then it's like I find them on those individual things and then it would be look at a guide if I don't want to wander around and figure it out. I don't feel it'll be as guidey as it was the first time in 2018 mm-hmm. where it was like, all right, I'm short 30 or whatever it was. Like, I need to look through this over and over again. Right now, they've done a great job of, I'm on the quest for A, but on the way to A, I find a C, I find an F, I find a, like, there's all these other things that I'm checking off, which I think is really rewarding in a way that, again, like, they're 
building it all around going for the side mission and not all around. Obviously, there's a bunch of stuff you don't have to be on a side mission to find. But when I go on a side mission, I'm not just getting to the end of the side mission and getting the reward, which is what I needed. I'm usually picking up two, three, four things along the way gotcha. that are helping me. So then what does, what does the journey toward Platinum look like, I guess, in, in terms of the major aspects of how you, get, when, how you get to the Platinum of God of War Ragnarok, obviously without spoiling anything, but you got the Ravens. I assume the Platinum is going to involve doing all the side quests. I assume they're going to involve doing all the big chests that are, hey, you have these three runes. Can you find the three runes in the area? I assume that you're looking for those and doing those as well. Are there any other big major elements uh, to the God of War it's Ragnarok? It's all the stuff you would think about, right? Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, it's, you know, collect this, collect all these. Coll I'm going off the, one, the ones I've unearned here, right? Collect yeah. this. Make sure, you know, uh, have uh, your health and your um, rage maxed out maxed by out. finding all the apples, finding all the meat. I assume you're getting all the gear? Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those where, you know, how sometimes a trophy is like one of the big questions I asked all of you was, are you going to platinum this game? And then how are you going to tackle it? Obviously, there are so many people I know that when they start a video game, the first thing they do is go to the trophy list, look through everything, unhide every trophy for me and a game that I knew was going to be so important to me, like God of War Ragnarok, like, you know, friend of the show, Andrew Goldfarb. Uh, was texting me questions about it. I'm like, dude, I haven't even looked yet. Like, I, I'm still playing the campaign and the story, and I'm assuming Sony Santa Monica's got the right stuff and no, isn't going to fuck up what they did in 2018. And they didn't. None of this is missable. None of this is like you only had one shot to get it. So you can go back after the fact. And so for me, it's always, I play through, I finish the game, and I shouldn't say every time, but like for a game like God of War, and then I go through and I look at what I have left. And so there's stuff on here, right? There is no, there was one of like a, collect all the shields or whatever, mm -hmm. which happened to me organically through the story. Like I popped that one. Yeah, there's not like a ton of shields. Not right. trying, right? And so then you look in here and it's there are ones of like, again, these aren't real spoilers, obviously. Fully upgrade one armor set, which I'm really mm -hmm. close to right now. Again, it's one where I'm like, I think two or three very specific components away from getting that I'm getting as I play through and do all these things and open the hidden chest and yada, yada, yada. And that, that feels similar. There was one in 2018 because I just recently platinumed that where it was like, you had to get specific armor sets in 2018. So that doesn't feel like too different from that. And then you go on of like, you know, there are collect this or craft this specific armor set, right? Uh, fully repair the amulet, which again, I, I literally one thing away from right now. There is no collect all this stuff, but I, I am unversed right now. And if I can, I craft this armor they're talking about. Anytime once I finish that quest, or is it going to be like, oh, you need to have done all this stuff to then craft that armor? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. sometimes games do that. I don't think that's how it'd be. I don't expect it to be that way, but it's possible it could be, right? And say, same thing here of like, you know, obtain all the relics and all the sword hilts. Like, you know what I mean? There's like mm -hmm. stuff like that of like, okay, cool, you're going through and getting that and picking it up and doing this, but where does that all shake out? It seems as approachable and, you know, easygoing as the last one was, but I haven't finished it, ladies and gentlemen. What do I know, you might say? It's a great point, ladies and gentlemen. So I went to an expert. If you didn't know, there's a website called IGN.com. And over there, Simon Cardi, our friend and fellow Avengers nut, reviewed this game and has already platinumed it. So I said, hey, Simon, can you give me a, a, a video? Can you want to come on PS? I love you. And he's like, mate, it's the middle of the night here. I'm very tired. Can I do this later? And I said, well, no, but you could just send us a video rather than do that. And he said, and he sent us this. Hello, it's Simon Cardi from IGN here. Reviewed the game, gave it a 10 out of 10. I've been woken up by Greg Miller to do a minute review of the Platinum for some reason. I've had to go out into my garden, into my shed, 
because everyone in my house is already asleep. Um, yeah, so I don't know why I'm doing this, but it took me 48 hours to get the platinum. Uh, it was really fun. Some of the ravens were hard to find. Thankfully, I had good old friend Andrew Goldfarb to help me, who spent a lot more time searching, so I'm very thankful for him. What else can I say? I'm very tired, should be in bed. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of hard enemies to beat. Am I ashamed to say I turned the difficulty down on some of those? No. Did one of them still take me over an hour to do? Yes. But yeah, really fun platinum. 48 hours. Only one playthrough. My hair's a mess. I'm going to go back to bed. Goodbye. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. It's... Whoa, he's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, VLC just loops the file. <laughs> he brought up something interesting there. The difficulty thing. Uh, we take a ride in from the one, the only, Michelle, who tweeted at me and said, uh, when I said, are you going to platinum this game? Uh, they said, I mean, I want to, and I'm feeling very, like, ambitious for it. But if there's more Valkyrie equivalents in this, then that might be my limit, Lowell. Those were hard as nails. Hmm. Blessing, in God of War 2018, did you take on the Valkyries? Did you complete that challenge? I didn't complete the Valkyries, but I did fight uh, a handful of them. And yeah. I actually really did. I really uh, enjoyed the challenge of the Valkyries. Um, but that kind of comes, it kind of came back to the thing of like, I don't feel like doing every single thing in this game. Sure. So I ended up not completing it. Um, but yeah, like if I, I'm trying to think of the, if there's any equivalent or if we should even reveal if there's any equivalent. I'm going to reveal it. Okay. There are. It. Yes, there, there are equivalents to the Valkyries here. Are you talking about. Well, actually, it's hard to explain. tell this, me what your. Pitch I don't is. feel like Barrett. Do you think this is a spoiler to to talk to say? It's, yeah, it's a cool moment to discover for me personally because it's uh, all I'll say is like you run into the first one kind of on the golden path. You don't have to do it, but it was one of those moments where you know the characters like, oh, what's this? And I was also like, oh, what's this? And like when it okay. pops up, I feel like. That's fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. I'll say that there are there are uh, uh, yeah. You have a Valkyrie equivalent in this game. Is we'll it, does that. it involve like something popping out of another another thing? Like something you put something into the other thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Yes. I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to the thing where you put the thing, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. That Whoa. thing is crazy. No. Um. And so I hear that from Michelle, and I've heard that over and over again, where so many people. You saw something move too, right? Yeah, that was Barry. It was Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Where so many people have talked to me in the past about the God of War 2018, like, oh my God. And that Valkyrie fight, those Valkyrie fights, that final Valkyrie fight. And yeah. I'm always like, yeah, I guess. Like, again, like, I, and this is how you look at trophy hunting, I think. And I don't get me wrong, I have the trophies I can point to and the original Uncharted Drake's Fortunes battles I can talk to you about screaming into a pillow and like punching the couch at three in the morning trying to get done, right? But, Again, Sony Santa Monica has designed in 2018 and this one a game that they want you to enjoy and enjoy thoroughly. Mm. And if that means walking away and not doing it great, if it means doing everything awesome, but it also means that if you're if you want to be uh, the headshot and rootin' tootin' nitro rifle where you are perfectly pairing, perfectly dodging, and then you get killed on the last hit by this incredibly hard boss, and you restart, you come in, and you're like, let's go, let's go. They have that experience for you, right? But that's not what draws me to this game. Like, I enjoy the combat. I love the combat of God of War. But and these things, the way I handle Valkyries and the way I'm handling the things in Ragnarok are I go in and I'll fight them. And if I get to a point where I'm annoyed, I drop the story difficulty. I drop the difficulty of the story and I beat them and I move on with my life because that's how I want to do it. Like, for me, the rest of God of War, right, is so much not about the combat. I enjoy the combat and I like the combat. And I think the combat's cool and looks really great. But again, 
why I connect so much with 2018 and Ragnarok are because they aren't like what the PS2 game was and PS3 to that matter to a degree, right? Where it was about combos and killing things and, and let's really get this the, the combo hit meter up and do these really cool moves and that's what it was all about. For me, it is that. I walk into the room, and what am I trying to do? All right, I'm going to pull this lever. I'm going to figure that out. There's a little bit of a puzzle. There's a little bit of a monster. I do all the things, and I get the reward. Like, that's the action adventure I want, not the action game it used to be. And so for these fights in particular, right, like, I have absolutely no shame. You know, Simon brought, Simon brought it up. Uh, Michelle's talking about how hard they were. But, like, I love that we're at a point where some, not all, but some video game developers are like, hey, once we finish the game and give it to you, it's your game. How do you want to experience, right? And I think mm-hmm. so much of that has been driven by accessibility, but also just, uh, what's the other one? We approachability. Been? Approachability, right? And I love the fact that it's like, yeah, if I needed to beat God of War Ragnarok on the hardest difficulty, not a chance would I platinum it. Mm-hmm. And not because I couldn't do it. I've played hard games before. I've beaten hard games before. I just wouldn't enjoy it. And that's the whole thing about Eye of the Beholder on what platinuming a game is to somebody yeah. or finishing a game is. And I think that's kind of where it comes down to me, too. Of I, I feel like if I started, if I played, let's say, 15 more hours of God of War Ragnarok to try and platinum it, especially on, on the difficulty that I'm on right now. Would you play it on? Uh, normal. Okay. And I think if I kept going, I'd probably end up resenting it just a little bit in terms of the combat. Because, again, to your point, right? Like, I enjoy the combat. I, uh, I think the combat's great. But when I come to God of War Ragnarok, I, for me, I am coming mainly for the story. I'm coming for the narrative. And I, yeah. and I do think that the combat that exists in God of War Ragnarok works in synergy with the story that they're telling and the type of game they're wanting to make, especially when you're talking about the approachability aspect of it. They are not making Elden Ring, right? But they are, not also, they are also not making Devil May Cry. They're making God of War, which means that it is this combat system that is about, again, we go back to the idea of play with your food that they talk about uh, uh, in, in their pitch for their idea for what they want the combat, combat to be. And it is, here's a Leviathan Axe, here's the Blades of Chaos, go crazy, right? Do your combos, juggle enemies, um, sidestep enemies, you're playing as Kratos, he's a heavier kind of character, like, we have a vision for what we want this combat system to be, and I think the combat system works so well for what they what they want it to be. But it's also a combat system that I find myself playing so I can get more of the story and so I can, like, get to that finish line of, like, oh, man, I beat the game. That was awesome. Now let me put, the, uh, put this down. Um, I feel like if it was a, like, I, for me, there are other games, both easier and more difficult, that I'd be more likely to go through the motions of like putting in 15 more hours to uh, of playing to then sure. get to that finish line. Like in, in my review for Sonic Frontiers, for example, there's a part in there where I talk about how, yeah, I played this game for 20 hours and I could play this game for 20 hours more. And those are responses I got on Twitter from somebody that was like, hey, like, so what is it about Sonic that makes you want to go back to it and play more of it? Whereas on the God of War review, you said you're pretty much done with it. And like I saw that, I sat down for it's a great while. question. Because I was like, yeah, what is it about Sonic Frontiers that makes me want to go back to it? And yet, like, I don't feel like going back to God of War Ragnarok, right? And, like, it, it wasn't, it's not a quality thing, right? Obviously. Oh, of course like, not. I, like, the, when I responded that, to that person, I was like, hey, yeah, God of War. I would, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> hey, person. <laughs> you know, fuck you. No, they're very polite and nice about it. But I was like, yeah, no, like, I would describe God of War as a more fleshed out, more complete, more overall refined experience than Sonic Frontiers. But I think it, it comes back to the thing of what does... What is the loop, loop, the gameplay loop giving to me that, you know, I prefer and that I want out of a video game? And then also, like, God of War, God of War 2018, going into God of War Ragnarok, I feel like I've gone through those motions, right? Sure. Like, getting to the finish line, getting to that end, uh, the uh, final narrative moments of God of War Ragnarok, I had felt like my time had wrapped up in that. Whereas, uh, whereas in Sonic Frontiers, right, like, part of the gameplay loop that 
I fucking loved was losing myself in the I'm getting every single collectible. Oh man, I'm finding, I'm discovering new platforms to go through. Oh man, I'm finding new challenges or whatever, right? Same with, um, you know, if I pulled in Elden Ring or like a Sekiro uh, into the conversation, for example, right? So much of that game gameplay loop comes down to feeling satisfied with how punishing the combat was, right? And like wanting to push myself further and wanting to figure out how to how to break down this boss. And I think one day I probably will go back to Platinum Sekiro. You know, I think that's, wow. the, th that's the thing I'm actually going to do. But for God of War, so much of it is for me about the narrative that if I'm going to go back and play more God, uh, God of War, I think it's going to be for the narrative, right? Like, but I they're think still giving it to you me. too. That, that, that would be the thing where it's like, I feel like... There are so many games that you roll credits and you go back and then it is just random ass shit that isn't going anywhere. Whereas yeah. this isn't going anywhere. Like, you know, I'm going to get to like a, a fifth act or whatever, you know, or it's a bad the fourth act. I guess. <laughs> fourth act yeah. You know what I mean? I guess I'm in the fourth act though, right? Like this would be the, oh, that doesn't matter. Mm. But like, there's still cool shit in there. And again, it is about the characters. Like, I just want to spend more time with these people. Like, you know what I mean? Or these heads, like just listening to Mimir, like still joke around and still tell stories and st you know what I mean? Like still mm -hmm. give Kratos a hard time and get the back story. I, like, I love that. I love existing in that world. And I still love that. You know, I need to get to this point on the map because I'm going for this side mission, or I know there's a collectible over here. Or there's some rift to close or whatever. And as you go there, you get it, but then you see something off to the side. I'm like, wait, I never went there and there's nothing on my map. So I go to investigate it and sure shit. It gives me something that's helping me overall and doing these things. Like, mm -hmm. it's a weird trade-off where I do feel like the story is still going there, but mm -hmm. Since you don't think you're going to go back anytime soon and you're doing the spoiler cast, remember everybody, special PSI Love You XOXO spoiler cast with uh, the game director of God of War Ragnarok, Eric Williams, is recording next Monday, the 14th. However, you won't get it till the following Monday, the 21st. So power through God for this weekend and get us any of your spoiler cast questions uh, at kindoffunny.com slash PSILY. Since on Monday you're sitting down anyway. And you're gonna hear me spoil stuff anyway. Can yeah. I? Sh I wrote out the thing. Can I show you what? Ha what? What? The yeah. Go for it. Oh, huh. interesting. Right? <laughs> interesting. Right? Wow. Okay. Barry, do you want me to send it to you? You're doing the spoiler cast, oh. right? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, capturing footage for the spoiler cast. Yeah, so you're all set. Uh, do I have to send it to... Where do I send this now? Which one uh, are you? Station? Just for me to, to personally see? Yeah. Just like it to me. I have my phone. Oh, never oh, okay, guessed that. <laughs> and, and that, like, again, like, to be clear, I'm on just this side mission doing this thing, and it's not like they're like... Hell, man, I bet something big is going to, I think it's going to be, there's an incredible thing about to have, blah, blah. It's like, like, there was like, oh, man, this is a weird spot or place. I don't, I'm Holy being very, cow. right? I'm being very vague about what <laughs> I, it was. And this, yeah, and this is something that, like, you and I had, like, a, one of the morning car ride conversations all about this. And, and it's what, the, and like, that's like, crap. yeah, that's the, type of, that's the type of stuff that you would think they would tackle in the main story exactly. or in a sequel. <laughs> and it's like, and I, and I think that, you know, when you roll credits, it is very much like, uh, I did not have this question. Yeah, I did not. I mean, we had talked about it in the car, but it was just like, oh, I get why this happened. I guess why this was said and that happened and yada yada yada, and that's the that's the story. And you that's fucking so get funny. it. I was like, huh? Didn't see that coming. Interesting. So I'm having a great time with this. This is God of War Ragnarok. Shout out to God of War Ragnarok. Uh, again, I, most people wrote in. They were like, yeah, I'm probably going to do this. I like this response from Bander SN. At this point, I'm assuming I will platinum any first party PlayStation release I buy. They have streamlined the trophy experience. So the platinum trophy is going to happen just playing how I normally play. You play like a completionist. But I do agree that PlayStation has first party wise knocked it out of the park in terms of like, hey, y'all. This is what people, we figured it out. We have the sauce. This is what people want from, a, 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 most people want mm -hmm. from a platinum trophy. If they want an achievable platinum trophy to get people to play your game longer and go further with it than it was before with like a Last of Us 
PlayStation 3 release where it was like, all right, now play Factions. And you could, you know, yeah. 14 days into everything, it could go away and you could lose it all and never platinum it. And it's a bitch to get any of the trophies in the single player. I, I think I think there is still a king, though, over at PlayStation of the platinum trophies. And that still is Insomniac. I think when it comes to getting a platinum trophy from a PlayStation first party studio, they have figured it out the most. There is no reason in hell why I should have platinum Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I love that game, but I didn't love it enough compared to like God of War, Returnal, or like Last of Us Part One in, in terms of like where I put my PlayStation love. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like Ratchet more than those games, but I platinum the hell out of, hell out of Ratchet, right? And I think that kind of goes back to the original question, the uh, PSN message of like games that feel good to yeah. control, right? Where like. Spider-Man, of course, uh, was my answer, and the answer that was given in the in the J. Mass's write-in, right? Of oh yeah, I just love like having my my hands on the controller in this in this video game. That is enough for, to carry me toward the platinum. And I still actually this is a good reminder that I still got to go back and platinum Miles Morales. Um, yeah, but you hate it. I do hate it. You know, <laughs> I do hate that game. Uh, but no, I need to go put back. It and on, platinum put it that. on the other bar that we're doing. Put it on, yeah. Put it on the the bar. What is it now, Barrett? Greg wears a suit and tie. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I forgot. We, what... we, we we have you play through uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Tropical Freeze. And there was another one too. Um, Earthbound. 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 We have you furnish Earthbound. So yeah. we'll add it to that list. Thank you. Appreciate How it. How did you not play Tropical Freeze? I don't know. I, I didn't have a Wii U. I, he never beat DK sixty four until we uh, did it for Dongtober. Huh. Let me tell you, that was a great time. That, that was, was a great such time. A good time. Yeah, huh. um, but yeah, like Insomniac, I think know how to <clears throat> design a game around completing everything, um, and design a game around like doubling down on the fun it takes to to complete everything in their games. Because again, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is another one where just having my hands on the controller in that game is fun in and of itself. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, do you disagree? Would you put anybody else above Insomniac in terms of platinum design? Oh man. See, I it's funny. I platinum ratchet too, but I wouldn't put it on my list of like, man, they nailed this. And mm-hmm. I say it because I don't think of my ratchet platinum time as being crazy enjoyable. Like I did it, and it felt like I was platinuming 100%ing a PS2, PS3 ratchet game, which is like, which we I didn't do in a lot of them as we you know when we replayed right because there were some annoying things in there. I would Spider Man definitely jumps off the page. Because, again, I loved being Spider-Man. I wanted to be in that world as long as possible, right? Uh, I didn't like, obviously, on remaster. Well, I guess it was DLC, so it didn't matter. I was going to say them putting the New Game Plus stuff in there, but it was... they Don't do New... Insomniac, I know you're watching. Don't make sure your main trophy list for Spider-Man 2 does not include the New Game Plus to other playthrough. Yeah. And Miles, it was fine, because Miles was like four sure. hours, and then when you skipped all the cutscenes, it was super fast. Yeah. That was fine. I didn't mind that as much, but yeah. don't do that. Uh, to, to bring it back to God of War, talking about We're New still Game talking Play- about PlayStation, though. Uh, PlayStation Studios, right? They get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uncharted's on it, or uh, Naughty Dog's on a tear right now. They've got it. Uh, they, the Last of Us Platinum was, Part 2 Platinum was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncharted 4 I liked a lot. Um, I guess, well, for me... It is the with Naughty Dog. It's the fact that their games are chapter based, right? And like for my first playthrough through a game, I'm not trying to like keep an eye out for all the collectibles. Sure, right? yeah. I don't want to really do that, do that until my second. Well, playthrough. also, it just doesn't line up as well, right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I get your crafting and collecting and stuff like that, but like it's always weird to be on these like, oh my god, this is happening, and I why would I go off on the weird tangent down yeah. there god of war does a great job of i'm already out there trying to find stuff to get more powerful to go kill the god exactly and i think that's why i come back to ratchet and clank where that game is pretty linear as well too but the the areas are explorable and so they have collectibles in there that are easy to go back and get yeah. and so when i did my first playthrough i was like okay dope now what do i have left and it is oh cool i can just go back to all these spots and just get the shit that i missed yeah it's pretty easy to do I also like uh, Sucker Punch. I think, you know, I've always enjoyed getting an infamous platinum and going on. Not mm. so much the the uh, uh, first light. 
No, Ghost I loved. Okay. First Light, remember, they had all those challenge rooms, and you put oh, a challenge room in, and I'm yes. like, I don't, I don't I think the do challenge this. rooms might have been what prevented me from getting the Platinum. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no fun. I like it. I like it to be like what we're talking about here, open world, go back and have fun, and again, play your way. Barrett, what were you going to say? Uh, you and I were trying to figure this out, I think, uh, before Embargo. Ragnarok doesn't have a new game plus, correct? Yeah, no, I haven't. I still haven't gone back to turn it on. Definitely and not a trophy for it. Yeah, no trophy was, for yeah, it for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there is one out of the. I think let's. I'll give you a, ch- a check here. Okay, he's checking. Ragnarok. Okay. And while I check, let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny is where you can go to be a Patreon producer to get this show ad free, uh, to get your name read on the show like a Patreon producer, uh, to get uh, cool exclusive merch, uh, to get the 38 episodes of bonus content we put up each and every month. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Shady Rays has all the essentials you need to make summer complete. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people and they you go check it out shout out to factor a ready to eat meal delivery they shop prep cook and deliver to your door so you can just enjoy chef crafted dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle plus with 34 meals per week including gourmet plus keto calorie smart vegan plus plus veggie and 36 plus weekly add-ons you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from moving into the new studio has totally changed gia and i's day-to-day routine but luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy for her to fuel up fast at home and save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they have cold pressed juices smoothies energy bites extra protein veggie sides and more head to go.factor75.com slash kind of funny 60 and use code kind of funny 60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code kind of funny 60 at go.factor75.com slash kind of funny 60 to get 60% off your first box. And shout out to me undies. The holidays are officially upon us and it's time to start celebrating, like actually celebrating. It's your holiday too. So you should be able to relax and do what you love. If that means watching every single seasonally themed rom-com, so be it, live your life, do your thing. It's the most wonderful time of the year to try me undies because they're currently offering a very merry deal. You can get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to meundies.com slash kinda funny y'all already know how much i love me undies even right now i'm wearing me undies socks i'm wearing me undies undies and this very t-shirt is made of the same soft beautifully soft micro modal fabric that me undies is famous for their undies loungewear and sleepwear are made out of the softest most supple fabric you have ever felt and that is a fact they're available in sizes extra small all the way up through 4xl me undies has what you need to make all your favorite people smile this holiday season all in one convenient place feel free to start thinking about yourself now you can get 20% off 
your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Here we go. New Game Plus. Gotta worry. I'm going to rowcat.com sorry i that never reputable you know what i mean <laughs> um however god of war ragnarok there does not appear to be new game plus mode i i think always a okay a, not a noodle scratcher but that'll come they'll patch that in there's always those yeah those that sounds like something that'll come like in february but I, I also wonder if that's something where they might have looked at the you know uh their back-end numbers for 2018 Return on investment. and yeah. was uh, not a lot of people were doing the new game plus or you know there's like a lot of people maybe giving feedback like yourself greg when you uh did the replay on new game plus and you're like you're just you didn't feel engaged you felt like you're cutting through that game like butter and stuff like yeah. that so that that might have been something on their end where they're like it might just not be worth it did uh this is going to be work for the chat i guess or maybe you I don't, you probably remember did uh 2018 have new game plus at launch no i think it, it patched in later because i new game plus seems like one of those things that you can patch in later and everybody's fine with it yeah. like do you need new game plus at launch like you know i think i, I think generally we're good without it and i feel like I've, i feel like i've seen that update uh, specifically in playstation games multiple times where it is all right cool it's the new state of play and this game from three months ago got it has new game plus now i feel like that's been happening uh quite a yeah, bit so god of war came out uh april 20th blaze it uh 2018 it seems the new update on august 20th 2018 uh players uh had new game plus available okay. to them so yeah a few like months later months later yeah four months five months there you go all right we solved it. Blessing, what's happening this week in PlayStation? Uh, Greg, I want to ask the question, what PlayStation IPs do we want other studios to work Ooh-wee! on? This week, it was reported that Sony might be partnering with NCSoft to make an, a Horizon MMORPG. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Sony and NCSoft have reportedly struck a deal to create a Horizon MMORPG. According to news site MTN, the project will be developed by the South Korean company behind the lineage and Guild, and Guild Wars MMO series and target the global market as part of Sony's push into live service games. Of course, this seems to be possibly the multiplayer game we've, talk, we've been talking about for a while uh, from Gorilla, right? right? The one that we've been like theorizing could be Monster Hunter-like, um, it being an MMO uh, from the Guild Wars team. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Could be fun. Yeah. I can't fucking wait. I, we talked about this on Games Daily, but to rehash, like, I know the talent of NCSoft. I know how much people loved uh, Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. I know how incredible all that was. It just was a PC thing. Never really clicked for me that fantasy environment, yada, yada, yada. If you're to drop a awesome MMO into the Horizon world, like we are, and it's, it is the action we know and love but it's monster hunter but it's also this and it's like i'm so in for that that sounds awesome that sounds like that sounds way more exciting to me like i said than co-op uh, horizon and i do i do like it just for the hey we're playstation what are the different things we can do with our different ips right mm-hmm. not everything mm-hmm. needs to be a ghost of tsushima legends type game yeah, or yeah, a sure. last of Us factions type game let's explore different genres or, a Goth- or a, yeah or a gotham knights horizon right yeah. yeah yeah i think there's a lot a lot of different genres you can tackle uh, with your ip that'll create vibrance for your catalog hey we're playstation and not only do we have the single player premium first uh, uh first party third person action game but we also have the um, you know a first person shooter from deviation we also have whatever the fuck haven studios is working on we also have a car combat game we also have horizon mmo and like the list goes on in terms of the different genres you can tout as playstation and different places where you can 
experiment with, it also like, gives phenomenon. you you know for as a you know a company trying to get people in the door right it gives them different entry points yeah where it is if like okay cool you don't want to you're it's that thing where i you don't play a lot of games you know there are people who play mmos and only play mmos right 100%. And so it is that idea that okay cool the horizon show drops it's awesome people love it yeah they're gonna go buy a playstation 5 and apparently the remake of horizon uh, zero dawn and then also forbidden west and then if they don't like those if they don't want to invest in that they already have a pc and they like doing that what about this horizon an MMO that is similar but different. It is the same idea. It is the same world. Uh, however, controls different, looks different, and it is you playing with your friends, right? And then if it was the other thing of like, you know, I couldn't sell my best friend Poe on playing Horizon. Maybe I could sell him on playing this with me, right? Come yeah. play with me. Yeah, and I like the idea of speaking to people who might be into Guild Wars or might be into World of Warcraft or plenty of other MMOs out there that are like, yeah, this is my genre. This is what I play. And also, like, checking out one of those. Sure, let me check it out. <laughs> it's that thing where MMOs sounds so dated i think when you talk about them because you do jump to a guild wars or probably a wow world of warcraft right but i know i'm playing fast and loose but they have changed their tune lately bungie right when they got out from underneath activision and everything else of like you know destiny is an mmo shooter so like what could the playstation horizon mmo look like Mm -hmm. i'm not expecting it to look like i am sitting there and it's tap x and alo does this crazy attack or whoever my my warrior does this crazy attack forever and i sit there holding the controller i would expect it to be very similar to what we do in horizon actively i'm playing that and i'm playing with other people and it is that i'm going off and maybe the parties are only three people to go off and go do something and then a raid is six people or whatever you play with that you take the learnings of ghost of tsushima legends right and you apply them to this and put them into a narrative backbone that isn't the whole spiritual stories or whatever So, you know, talking about PlayStation's uh, live service pursuit, right? Talking about the at least 12 live service games that they're working on over the course of the next three years or a few years that they want to put out, right? We talked about a Horizon MMO, which seems like a shift for the <clears throat> shift for the franchise, something that's different, something that we didn't necessarily expect, but sounds like it could be cool for Horizon. Sure. I want to talk about some of Sony's other IPs, right, that... that maybe they might be working on multiplayer for or it could be cool for multiplayer that we would like to see other studios outside of PlayStation sure. work on. And the one that I want to bring up, uh, the idea that I have that I want to bring up, we've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap Woo! around here at Kind of Funny. And Put it on PlayStation already. Where is it at? Where is it on PlayStation? <laughs> well, what if PlayStation just did it themselves? What if they approached a studio like Me- Megacrit, who does Slay the Spire, yeah. uh, a very popular uh, card game, I was going to say, a card game roguelite that people absolutely love, uh, and did a PlayStation game that was similar to Marvel Snap. Whether it be roguelite or whether it be multiplayer, I think either, either one could be really fun with that. But I think that'd be fun, right? If it is, hey, I got Aloy, and Aloy does, if we're, if we're going by Marvel Snap rules, Aloy does damage to all three of the enemy areas because she, she has long range. She has area of effect type stuff. I think having something in those lines could be pretty fun and maybe taking it a step further. That could also work with PlayStation's mobile pursuit because they are they are they are pursuing mobile games as well over Blessing, there. let me tell you about a little game called Uncharted Fight for Fortune. Oh, God. All right? Oh, they, they, we got a card game. We're ready to roll. Sony Ben made it for you already. It's ready to play on your PlayStation Vita right now. Is, was that online or was that like a single player? It was online. Was it online? Ooh, it was online. Was it online? <laughs> Shit, fuck. Uh, I'm did, you, did you play Fight for Fortune, Greg? I mean, I demoed Fight for Fortune for sure. Did I did play, anybody Fire? play Fight for Fortune? Here you go, here you go. And then, uh, yeah. In addition to the single-player mode against set antagonists taken from the series, players can gauge each other in online asynchronous multiplayer. Asynchronous. Okay, so it's there like, you go. It, what is that? Here you go. Look at it here. Here we go. Unch- expand Uncharted Golden Abyss with a brand new card game. Oh, shit. Now, we fuck around and, like, this might actually kill right now. Yeah, honestly, like, Barrett showing the footage, I look at this and I'm like, oh, this 
This looks kind of fun. Yeah, just do this, but with all the PlayStation-owned IP, like... Yeah. So PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale card game. Yes. Yeah. 1,000%. Or double down and do another Uncharted the, Fight for Fortune. Thing. When you try to do a, a Smash Bros-like game, like, you're never going to feel like Smash Bros. You don't really need to do anything to make it feel like a card game, you know? You just got to make sure the... Here, here's what I want to posit. Is... and Actually, can you go back and show it again? Because I want to see what the cards are in Uncharted Fight for Fortune. I assume the different cards are different characters in uh, Uncharted. That is correct. And if that is the case, what I want to posit is, does Uncharted have a strong enough cast for a card game? Because I would say no. I like the main cast. Yeah. But, but they got Roberto uh, Guerrero here, man. Oh, everybody's favorite character. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> this is what I want to posit. Uh, God of War Ragnarok has a lot of characters. A lot uh, of characters that we really like. A lot of characters that we really love. Would a God of War fight for fortune work in 2022? No. Because uh, everything you're doing there is we're getting so fucking nerdy. Mm. Right? You're, you're, uh, you're driving so deep down into it. Where you're idea is the best idea so far and that's to do all-stars to do a playstation collectible card game that is you have a ratchet in clank and you know when you play it on the, you play it on uh fucking the nexus this happens and yada yada you <laughs> know next, I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah of course like, <laughs> that's right. a good point because this that, yeah, also <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the thing in snap too i'm yeah. like i'm not confusing fight into the nexus here. and, and this nexus. could also answer the the big questions that we've always brought up on the show of like who wins in a fight ratchet and great or, or sure. kratos and stuff like that how much prep time do they have what equipment do hey, they have that's a really good like point that. that's a really good call what is um what's jin sakai's card ability Oh well, it's that thing where are we, so are we? Come I, as you know, I as you know, Marvel Snap. Rules. Okay, I was gonna say because yeah. as you know, I love Marvel Snap. I'm all in a Marvel Snap, and it's the first card game I've done. So I need to, like if we're if so if I'm envisioning just Marvel Snap and we have the things, then then it's like I would say you're doing between you're going between uh, um, um, Samurai and Ghost, right? Oh, and so okay. it is this thing of like I don't know if we're getting way too deep into it, but if Maybe some, maybe the cards, you know, every character has either a light or dark designation, right? So, like, mm -hmm. Uncharted, or uh, Drake's a light person, and then, you know, um, a bad guy, I'm, try, I'm hung up now, fuck, hold on, the ratchet bad guy, Dr. Nefarious. Dr. Yeah. Nefarious is a dark character, right, or a dark thing, right? Yeah. And so then it would be that if you play a Jin Sakai, you can use, against a dark character, then you can use mm -hmm. dark and, or light, and it's this thing, or you get a plus... There's a, a pro for using it one way or the other. You see what I'm doing here. You understand. I see what you're doing. I'm yeah. just typing in uh, is Dr. Nefarious. Yeah, Dr. Nefarious. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I get confused. Because aren't there two Dr. Nefariouses? I feel like this is a conversation I had with oh. Tim recently. No, one's still uh, not a doctor officially. There's a Dr. Nefarious, I think, in Crash also. Yeah. Well, there's Dr. Entropy. Entropy. And his first name is Nefarious. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. His name is Nefarious Tropy. <laughs> Video games are stupid, man. God, how ridiculous is it? Of like, Fight for Fortune existed. That's something that happened. That is a game mm -hmm. that came out. It's a different time. It, it, I mean, like, and it's one of those things. I remember being like, "What is this?" All right, fine. I don't. And like, asynchronous multiplayer. All right, yeah. you know, right there. That's kind of the weird thing. But again, it maybe ahead of its time. Was it ahead of its time? No, Just like the PlayStation you, Vita. If you put yeah, out Uncharted Fight for Fortune today, on even on even put it on mobile. No, it's not, it's not. I don't think that's a successful video game. Just because I think you are, it's the thing you're talking about with, like, we're getting too nerdy with this. I think if it was something that had more characters, 
that were recognizable or if it is yeah playstation the playstation card playstation snap i think that right there is fire I yeah think that for sure would, yeah, yeah, would for sure be hot. but do you, uh, what's your idea well for... first off window into my mind i guarantee the first thing i'm doing when i get home is charging my vita and trying <laughs> to take a photo of this thing and be fuck marvel snap and it's just uncharted fight for fortune if it's still available if i even ever redeemed it the first time around I don't yeah know. you'd do... have to you'd have to like uh you know uh redeem uh stuff in your wallet to be able to put it on your vita to be well, able yeah, to that, that would be a whole different ball of wax process uh tim gettys tell me about uh uncharted fight for fortune were you into this card game Oh, I was not. I was. Not. I heard Marvel Snap, and I felt summoned. I had to come mm. in. But I, I, Bless, Bless pitch your game. Pitch my. Oh, so we're talking about games that we want to get, take PlayStation IP, give it to other developers. I'm talking about uh, giving just the PlayStation catalog to Megacrit, who developed Slay the Spire, to make a PlayStation style Marvel Snap game. Right, I different like it. good I cast like of it. characters. All the characters that have cool different abilities. Uh, Greg's talking about giving Jin Sakai from Ghost of Shima an ability where he can go ghost or go samurai. Has different effects on dark and light characters. I lie. I stopped listening at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I said give it to Bite Dance, though. Just give it to the Marvel Snap team. Oh, I mean, that'd be great, too. That'd be awesome, actually. Let's go. I mean, yeah. They're, they're busy. Yeah, no, they're busy right. making All Marvel they need Snap. to do is just bring Marvel Snap to PlayStation. It's simple. That's what Tim, we want. What's your, what's your pitch for a character for PlayStation Snap? Um, ability. A oh. deep cut, too. Give me a deep oh, cut. You want a deep cut? You want a deep cut? I'm going to give... Oh man, I'm blanking, y'all. I, I can give it this to you. This is a lot to throw. It is a lot to throw. Because I want to get it right. You want to hear mine? I can give you my pitch. Yeah. My pitch uh, I wrote in here is this We go to the one, the only, Oi Governor, Mike Biffle, mm-hmm. of course, who made a little game called Volume, which was a Metal Gear throwback stealthy game. And we give him Sly Cooper. And we say, hey, make a small, downloadable Sly Cooper where all we do is thieve around, uh, sneak around and thieve. That's good. A Sly Cooper uh, snap card, though, could be you steal the power of your opponent. I just noticed that Tim passed away, <laughs> and hey, we're remembering Ooh. him right now. Oh, oh, oh. Can you make him black and white, Barry? Let's work on that filter. Make him black and white <laughs> for the remembrance. Or remembrance. Yeah. What? I feel like every time I remember now, remember me is what comes to mind, the video game from uh, Don't Nod from like 2011 sure. yeah, yeah. or something. The one nobody remembers. Nobody remembers Remember Me. When you say Remember Me, I think of the Metroid uh, Other M trailer. That was like one of the weird trailers we always made fun of at IGN where the dude just shows up and his little visor goes, Remember Me. Oh, uh, see, I always think of the song. Remember Me. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Greg? Yeah. It's free to play the right move for PlayStation's live services. Yes. I asked this question because it was reported that Fortnite veteran, a Fortnite veteran has moved to Naughty Dog as a principal monetization designer. This is Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming. Fortnite's senior assistant designer, Anders Howard, has moved to Naughty Dog as a principal monetization designer, according to his LinkedIn profile. This move comes, seven, uh, this move comes after seven and a half years at Epic, followed by a brief 10-month stint at Ubisoft Stockholm. Howard was responsible to help, uh, quote, form the core of Battle Pass regression strategy, uh, delivering overwhelming value for that product to as many players as possible, as LinkedIn reads. Howard's move, to, Howard's move comes as Naughty Dog uh, continues its development of a new multiplayer-based project in the Last of Us universe. Previous job listings have suggested that the game will be a free-to-play experience uh, under the summary for a live ops producer. It says that Naughty Dog is looking for a, quote, proven experience in, produc- in a production role, uh, supporting a AAA free-to-play live title, end quote, under the bonus skills section. Howard's hiring... Bonus skills. Bonus skills. Howard's hiring uh, could suggest that the team is leaning towards a battle pass system in seasons, which has become commonplace among games in the last several years, mostly in part 
to Fortnite, the place that Howard's from. Hey, I know that. Hey, we know that. Uh, you said yes, that free-to-play is the right move for PlayStation's live services. At least for factions, I think, for sure. I got to listen to you and Tim talk about this on Games Daily on the drive-in, and I also, on the drive-in, when you guys ended that story, I made a Greg way about it, where I responded <laughs> a bit to it, where I think, I, you know, as somebody who... We've lived through these cycles and done all these things, and I feel like right now when you come to talking about battle passes and free-to-play, and I'm not going deep into the mobile market because that's way outside of my wheelhouse, but at least on PlayStation, on console, right, it seems like the good wins out. Like, I think Fortnite as a free-to-play game, Fortnite as a game is fantastic. Fortnite being free-to-play is insane. Yeah. And be available everywhere and cross-play and all these different things and everything Epic's done with that is just outrageously insane and awesome and incredible. And, you know, I fall, in, I fall into Fortnite every so often, usually like once every year and a half, two years, really get into Fortnite. It's usually because there's a great theme, there's a great battle pass, there's something I'm striving to get. I love having those rewards. I also love the fact that if, you know, Kevin and Joey were doing a stream and they wanted me to jump on and play Fortnite right now, I would, and I probably wouldn't be motivated by the battle pass, and I would play and have fun and leave and never feel like I needed to put money into it, right? It's the same thing with Marvel Snap, where right now I am legitimately so in love with Marvel Snap, like just like Tim, where it was that, you know, the first time around I booted it up, played a couple games, like, this is cool. Do you want to spend two ninety nine on the Captain America pack? Yeah, you know what I do? I do love Cap. Got that. Felt like I was rewarded with it. Do I want to buy the Miles Morales Spider-Man Battle Pass? No, these cards don't look like something I would use. However, jump cut a week later when there's like a day or two left in the season. And I was like, man, I've actually already unlocked all the stuff through and I'm getting the caches now. And I went through and did the math of if I did spend the 10 bucks on it, I would get this many credits and this much gold. And I was like, oh, you know what? That actually equates out to be 10 bucks or more. I was like, ah, why not then? I've enjoyed my time, bought it, used the gold to upgrade my collection, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, we're at Wakanda Forever screening. The new mm -hmm. pass drops. It's Wakanda themed. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, this is actually cool. Bought that one too. So I'm $23 in on Marvel Snap, mm -hmm. right? And I don't feel like I look at it and go, oh, man, why did I do this? Because I do feel that way with Fortnite. Not the Battle Pass section of it, but a lot of the costumes I've bought. I... I have Ghostbusters and Harley Quinn and Venom and uh, the list goes on. And when Venom. I play when, Venom, 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 when I play Fortnite, I am Captain America and occasionally a Ghostbuster. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've bought so many suits, done so uh, the Superman one and everything else, which I had to earn, but I think was part of a battle pass. I digress. Like there, I look at them. Like, oh man, why did I do that? The twenty three bucks I've spent in Marvel Snap, I'm like, I've gotten way more than twenty three dollars out of this game. I enjoy the thrill and dopamine hit of, you know, leveling up and getting it unlocked. So a long winded answer to your question of like, yeah, this sounds dope as hell that I would have the last of us. If it's free to play to get, think about how good last of us part two feels to play, to give that away for free in some regard. I'm sure it wouldn't be as detailed as in depth. Right. Mm -hmm. But to give that away and have that experience, have PlayStation who has said over and over again, they are focused on live operations, right? They are focused as games and services. This is their future. To bring in, arguably, right now, their biggest franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last of Us Part 1, Part 2, an HBO show that looks like it's going to be fucking insane. To give that away and probably say you need PlayStation Plus to play online. Maybe you don't, though. Maybe you don't because this is something you were talking about in your, the show earlier today that I appreciated and didn't agree with you on. Mm -hmm. But, like, hey, so let's just – this would be my pitch for what it was. Hey, Last of Us Factions 2 is here. It's free to play. 
you jump in, you do the thing, you're earning your free side of the battle pass. There is a part you buy for your battle pass that gives you more cosmetics, more currency to do whatever, but not pay to win. It's all done the right way. Back to the hiring of this gentleman, right? It is the idea of like, hey, this needs to be designed so it's fun to do. It doesn't break the experience. It encourages you to do it. I would also put then, you want, you were saying on your thing, right? How do you leverage PlayStation Plus into this? How do you make a, a reward or a value add there? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things you were talking about was making PlayStation Plus unlock the paid battle pass, right? I would go the opposite, or not the opposite, but piggyback off of it to what we see in Marvel Snap and in Fortnite, where I think you would have it be, here's the free battle pass side, and this is if PlayStation can throw their weight around with Naughty Dog and everything else. Here's the free side of the battle pass. Then you pay the 10 bucks for the battle pass side, and if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, yes, you're occasionally going to get drops where we give you a new shirt, a new hat, a new whatever, but you're also going to get the first 10 levels of the Battle Pass for free. Mm, I think that's that makes the thing. sense. I think that's the way you do that it. You could also sense. sell it for 14 bucks like they do in Fortnite, like they do in uh, Marvel. But if you have PlayStation Plus, guess what? You get those first 10 levels for free. And I think that's the way you incentivize to also be a PlayStation Plus subscriber without maybe locking it out of the multiplayer side of it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And like to go back to the original question of is free to play the right move? I think 100%, yeah. Um, and like I think some some form of free to play is the right move, right? Whether it is totally free to play with the added benefits that we're talking about with yeah. the Battle Pass and maybe PS Plus benefits. Um, or if it is a PS Plus thing, I don't know. But like I think... Right now, for where we're at with multiplayer, uh, multiplayer games, period, premium $60, $70 releases seem like the kiss of death for the most part, right? Like, right now, if I go through the Rolodex of multiplayer games that are out there, that are out there killing it, it is really tough to think about a premium game that is out there being successful. I think the one I can think of immediately is Call of Duty, and even that has a free-to-play version when it comes to Call of Duty Warzone. But then you go, go through the list, and it, it is, all right, Overwatch 2 that came out free to play fall guys that turned into free to play. Right. Uh, well, start, I mean, kind of was free to play with PlayStation plus. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Even had a, had, had an incentive to get people in, in a wide, a wide volume that was like, okay, cool. I have PS plus. I can get in this. Right. But then even like a lot of the games that we even play that were not even at, at, at that high level of multiplayer. Right. Even, even the games that weren't the Fortnites or the apexes or the war zones of the world talking about knockout city, even that went free to play. Right. And sure. seemingly that was probably a good move. I, for mean, that game I well. mean, again, look at the, you know, PlayStation owned Bungie and Destiny 2 going free to play like exactly these games live and die by having a player base right and to go the opposite way right of like we were all like wait Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed isn't on PlayStation Plus it isn't on Xbox Game Pass it's just a 40 buck game to buy and play with your friends like oh that's quaint that's interesting what exactly. does that do to the player base eventually that game will be on one of those because they'll need to jump in player bases right and that's what I think, again, you want right now if you're PlayStation and you really want to fire on all cylinders and use your IPs properly, right? Hey, we have the hit Last of Us HBO show. It's got all these awards. It's amazing. Everybody loves it. You can go and buy the PlayStation 5 and you can get these two games and stuff. And, well, that's a big investment. Sure. Mm. You could also play for free. This game that is Last of Us multiplayer that is, hey, it's on PlayStation 5, but it's also we've they've talked about it in, you know, vague terms and somewhat of like trying to launch on both. Yeah. It also is on PC. So you could download it for free on PC and play it there too. And I think that for this game might be a bridge too far for a launch item, but it is a thing of you love Last of Us, cool. PlayStation 5 is available. It's got these two games that you can get for it, and it's also got this free game that you can get and go live in the world like yeah. you're in The Walking Dead. And, like, a game that, for on the PlayStation side, right, is going to make the money when you're talking about the battle passes and you're talking about the monetization and you're talking about them hiring somebody who used to work at Fortnite, right, to come and help out with their monetiz monetization. That is a... 
that's a big investment. And also, <clears throat> that's an investment that I think they need to make, an investment that's going to be good for them in the, in the long run. For right? Sure. If it is, hey, this is last of us, we want to make sure we're treating it right. We want to make sure that our battle pass is on par with Fortnite's, right? Or our battle yeah. pass is like that level of quality, that we have an understanding of what our audience is going to want out of this thing. Um, I'm so curious and st- still very excited to see what Last of Us Factions is, along with a, a lot of what PlayStation's multi- multiplayer offerings are going to be. But we'll, we're going to talk about that um, as all those headlines come. For now, though, we have one more PlayStation update for you. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra November lineup has been revealed this November, which is the month we're in right now, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting Skyrim Special Edition, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 plus 2.8 plus 3 plus Melody. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, Division 2, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, <laughs> Corves, or Chorus, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Gardens Between, EDF, World Brothers, plus Iron Rain, and One Chanbara Origin. One Chanbara A shout out Origin. to all of our kind of feudy uh, viewers. I can't get away from this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is uh, 3.5 days in a row. Blessed that this is brought into your life. Greg, we had a very long conversation how to properly pronounce it today. Oni Chanbara. Oni Chanbara. Oni Chanbara. One. It's One, not Oni. Oni Chanbara. One Oni Chanbara. Uh, it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we talk about what's coming out this week and the one thing each of us have been playing sure. this week. The drop looks like this. Return to Monkey Island, PS5. Sonic Frontiers, PS5, PS4. God of War Ragnarok, PS5, boy. PS4. Boy. Atari 50, the anniversary celebration, PS5, PS4. And Tactics Ogre Reborn, Totally PS5, forgot this is coming up PS4. this week. Tactics, Tactics Ogre. Same here. Same here. Do we know anybody that's going to play it? I want to try it. Like I oh, remember yeah. back in the day, that being a, a, a big hit or whatever. This is the remaster, right? A remake? Or is it a new entry? <laughs> I don't know much about Tactics Ogre. I'm not a Tactics Ogre person. You I'm missed on, out, man. <coughs> on the Square Enix uh, website, let's see. Tactics Ogre Reborn. Taxi- Tactics Ogre, crown jewel of the tactical role-playing genre, is reborn about the game. The Valerian Isles, jewels of the Obero Sea, uh, <laughs> longest center of naval commerce. The people of the Isles struggled throughout history for dominion over her shores. Final. Okay, this is the just. Is it a remake? Tell me if it's a remake. That's all I want to know. I just remember Tactics Ogre let us cling together on PSP. And that's when I was like, I remember taking a demo for that and really enjoying it. And I forget why I never played it. Or I played a little bit of it and stopped. It got, you know, whatever. That's a lifetime ago. Right. 2010. Yeah. I don't remember what I did. Based on the 2010 release. There we go. Thank okay. you. So there you go. See, this is my second ch- chance to edit. Hell yeah. Well, I guess February 2011 in America, but you know what I mean. Greg. Yeah. What'd you pick to play on PlayStation this week? Like I said, God of War uh, has been the platinum. I want to get as much as I can into me uh, before we do the spoiler cast next week. Uh, kind of funny.com slash PSILY with your spoiler cast questions for Eric. Um, so it's really just been that. Uh, I did download Tactics Ogre uh, today. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. And then I'm waiting on this other uh, review code that's supposed to come today. So I doubt I'll even start Tactics Ogre anytime soon. Cool. What about you? Uh, Sonic Frontiers, uh, yeah. of course, we reviewed that. Uh, that's on the Kind of Funny Games cast. I really, really enjoyed that game. The game has quite a few issues, <laughs> quite a few things where it's like, oh man, I wish this would have been ironed out. I still stand by it. Jimmy like, Jillikers, I wish it wasn't like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh golly gee, I wish this game came out a little bit more polished. Uh, but it's a game I still have a lot of fun with. And it's also fun looking online and saying that a lot of people, a lot of Sonic fans are having a blast with this game. A yeah. lot of people are saying that this is like one of the best 3D Sonics ever. And yeah, that warms my heart because I was like, 
like playing it, I was like, I'm having so much fun with this. There's so many obvious issues, and I hope I'm not on an island by myself where I'm like, guys, I had fun with this game, but hear me out. Like, it seems like a lot of people are actually like, you know, above and beyond. Like, oh man, this is this is a really fun time, and so it's it's nice to have my brothers and sisters and everybody in arms out there that we can hold hands. The and go. Sonic Army <laughs> the is Sonic still out Army. there. <laughs> we're strong. We're many. We're plentiful. Uh, but yeah, Sonic Frontiers has been fun, and then uh, games that review games, games that aren't on PlayStation. I start playing a little to the left. Ah, yes. Actually, is that on PlayStation? No. No. PC okay. and a Switch. Make that a PSP. Uh, PSP. Port, Port something to PlayStation. To PlayStation. <laughs> uh, that's, that game's pretty cool. That game's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Very laid back. It's very much like a uh, chill. There, oh, this God. is the ultimate Sonic. Everybody remembers this moment. I thought he was this bringing is, up. This is what you were playing, right? No, this is not what I was playing. I thought you were bringing uh, up a little to the left. If you're an audio listener, Sonic is kissing a woman. No, I, I, I was trying to bring it up more. This uh, is Sonic 06. It just took me a while to find this scene. I've actually never played Sonic 06. Did really? kissing the woman turn him into Super Sonic in the yes. game? Is that what turned him to, died, to Super Sonic? He died, and then she kissed him, and he turned into Super Sonic. <laughs> Fucking shadow in the background with his arms crossed. But as we see here, it kind of looks like it's like a Ray Kylo Ren situation where she gave her life force energy to make him Super Sonic. Bring yeah. back Silver the Hedgehog. That motherfucker looked cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, a little to the left, cool little game. Um, it's like a chill, cozy type game where it is you're adjusting things. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, a little puzzler. It gives you stars, right, on how yeah. quick you do the, the puzzle part. And each it. different puzzle is essentially like, hey, adjust this bookshelf so that they're or um, The cat knocked this down. Yeah, this. like from tallest to smallest. Or like, yeah, the cat knocked the thing down, put it back. Like, it's those kind of puzzles back to back. And it's like, it reminds me a little bit of... Almost like WarriorWare style, like micro games, except more laid back, right? It's not as hectic as WarriorWare. It's very much like, no, we want you to chill while playing this thing. And I appreciate it, Greg. Okay, I good. It. I'm looking forward to starting. It's on my deck. But yeah, if I'm not playing God of War, I'm playing Marvel Snap, PSP, Marvel Snap. Come on. Get Marvel do you, I mean, Snap. Do you need that on PlayStation? I'd love it on PlayStation. Wouldn't you get trophies? Get trophies playing trophies Marvel Snap? Cool, you don't yeah. think that'd be fun? You don't think that'd be Is great? Is that the kind of game you want to be sat down at your desk for to be playing? I mean, it's on Steam. Oh, hit, the, hit the port button to PlayStation. It's done. It isn't hard to make yeah, games. Yeah, that's true. That's all I mean, you have to do. Pretty here first. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PS. I love you. XOXO. Remember, each and every Friday, we come to you with all the nerdy PlayStation news you need to know about. If you want to be part of the show, go to kindoffunny.com slash PSILY, where you this weekend can beat God of War Ragnarok and get your spoiler questions in for Eric, the game director, who will be joining us on Monday for an embargoed special spoiler cast that you'll get on monday the 21st for on your ps i love you feeds and all that jazz blah blah blah, blah. Uh, however of course right in next week we'll be doing this janet will be back we'll, we'll hear all about buffalo and the wings she had out there i'm excited about that look at her photo see what she's been up to uh if you want to be part of the show even beyond that patreon.com slash kind of funny where of course you can be a producer you can get the 38 episodes of exclusive content we put up like remember blank where today we're remembering what blessing portal portal uh and of course you could also get greg way each and every day and a million other things like the next gen podcast they had a great episode it was really fun barrett got really drunk not on the podcast but he told a story about it from halloween um however no bucks is tossed our way it's no big deal maybe you don't want the show ad free you want to hear about the sponsors youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every week for now we have to go but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>